All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's a beautiful morning. That happens like every time someone says, Oh, I met you, and then they don't say, like, at a like, like a, a get together, a, a function where you're in that headspace. Like whenever someone says, like, "Oh yeah, I met you at a, I met you at the airport," I'm like, "I'm miserable at airports." Yep. I, I <laughs> honestly, is- if you were gonna catch my dad anywhere where he would have been miserable, it would have been at a restaurant. Those are all my memories as kids at like the height of Mike and Mike when dad's knee deep in whatever his entree is, and someone comes over then, and it's one thing like someone could come and say hi, people be very nice, but try and start unloading their takes and have a little bit of sports talk debate there. And dad's trying to eat. And that was the only time I would see him kind of bristle. So airport, probably fine. If you had caught him at dinner, all bets are off. Yeah. All bets are off. That's for sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of strange that with your guys' industry, uh, that's, that's the thing that people get with you is they, is they come up and they have takes and they want to tell you and they want to talk sports, which is, you know, great, but I'm sure at some point you're, you're, you're like, I'm done getting takes Yeah, or, or it's probably like when people come up to me and try to tell me a joke, I yes. know the joke oh. I, I know the joke is gonna be horrible. 
it, 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 it's going to be just, or it's going to be a joke that I read in a joke book when I was nine. Uh, that's almost got to be worse. I think of it like actors who have like a really defining role. And then from then on, everyone comes and running up to them. Like when people do people do that to you when you get off stage or like after shows when you're hanging around, is that where you get it most? I mean, right now it's, it, it's in airports, to be honest with you. I I'm when I'm off stage after a show, great. I'm still in that mode. I'm still in that headspace of, Oh, you just saw me perform. Oh, you just saw me, uh, uh, you, you know, you, you saw me do my thing. So in my mind, I'm still doing my thing, but like when I'm at an airport or, or God help you with my family, that's when I'm not doing my thing. And then, and so I totally get it senior why you would have some, uh, uh, you'd be kind of like ready to go if they came up during family dinner time. The worst, the worst one I wasn't even a part of the worst one. I was somewhere else. It was my wife and my daughter and they were at a, and they were at a grocery store and someone ran up to my daughter, who at the time was two, and yelled out, that's Brad Williams' baby, and ran up and, like, started doing, like, a little Gucci goo right to her. And this is, like, pandemics going on, and uh, my wife is a martial artist, so I'm really oh. thankful that I didn't have a murder charge <laughs> on, on our hands, because that was close. Oh, that would have been something if she came home and said, hey, uh, Brad, I just whooped this dude's ass who came a little too close to our Yeah, but, yeah. We got to lawyer up. But but that's how it is. You know, like sports people want to try and impress me with their knowledge of sports. And I mm. think people want to show that they're funny just like you. Because yeah. I found myself doing it. And you know, when we've had comedians on the show over the years, I try and say something funny and and at times I'll catch myself and I'm saying, "What are you doing? You know, yeah. what, what, what? They're the funny one. Let them do their thing. Don't try and go to their level." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and, and and especially as a little person, you really don't want to go to mine. Uh, <laughs> you, that, you're, you know, I I know you've been through it. Uh, the foot the football injuries probably probably prevent that from being a good thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it it, it 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 is kind of interesting that whether it be a comedian, people trying to be funny in front of a comedian. People trying to give takes to a sports guy, uh, which would really make it really awkward to be a porn star. If that trend, <laughs> if that trend continues, I I would hate it. If, if like I was known for having like the biggest hog in porn, really <laughs> I don't know. Mine's pretty big too. Look at this. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty bad. That oh, would, man. especially in an airport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a weird combination for Zion going forward into this season, depending on how people read his specialties when they see him going forward. Now it's, uh, uh I want to, I, I want an ESPN 30 for 30 made on not just whatever interactions that he was having, but also, uh, just the aftermath and what's going on on Twitter. And I feel horrible because as much as we, you know, say, Oh, he's a man, he's an athlete. He's a kid. He's still a kid. Mm. And and social media wasn't really it was barely around. Like I was in that opening Facebook class. That's how that's how old I am. Like when I when I got on Facebook, it it it, it was just for people that were in college. Like that's it. Like like that that's yeah. so I didn't have that social media stuff when I when I when I was really young. I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad. I, I don't know how these guys are doing it, uh, with everyone trying to have a piece of them and use them to get, to get their attention. 
I mean, yes, there's obviously personal responsibility and stuff that you have to be aware of, but man, it, 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 I, I feel bad for the schadenfreude of how much I'm enjoying the story, but I, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, I think the difficult part there is, is nowadays, though these kids are brought up on it, it's, I think it was the transition time and I don't know where, you know, Brad, what are you, 39? And, and yeah, 39. Yeah. And, do, and Mike's do Mike, I look it? You nailed yeah. that. Do I look wow, incredible? No, no, you look at you look you look like a dad over forty three. So uh, <laughs> there I go again, trying to be funny. But between you guys, you know, is, is I think it's when the crossover is is when there wasn't any Twitter or it wasn't big, and then it became big, and all of a sudden people at whatever age they were had to adjust to that. The Zion Williams of the, of the world. They they grew up in it. It was already yeah. here. It's those that didn't grow up with it, but then it became popular while they were growing up, and then they had to navigate through it then. Yeah, I always call us the daywalkers because we quite literally had a world where we used to get to go outside and you used to have to call house phones and stuff like that. And then all this came aboard. Like I have such a concrete memory of when I realized the kids that grew up with Twitter when they were in middle school and high school were in for a total different experience. At Notre Dame every year, they used to bring in these social media coordinators who would do a presentation to us at the beginning of football season, reminding you that what you do on Twitter is seen by everyone. And all these freshmen that were in high school were in high school thinking they were just tweeting to their buddies and the social media folks from this team would follow them pull their tweets and then in front of our team coaches everyone put them up on the big screen in our meeting room and so you've got freshmen coming in who are like on a plane and this lady in front of me won't stop reclining want to kick that bleep in the head like just plastered in front of all your classmates and that drove home for me there is a world that is going to be so different for everyone that grew up like zion where now you've got access like to your point brad you got all the money in the world, you're famous as hell, and you've got access through social media to any of the things that you could possibly want to engage in. Yeah, and and like and now it becomes now it becomes news. Like whenever the whenever the transactions are happening, you'd be like, Odell Beckham Jr. just liked a photo of Lamar Jackson. So what is <laughs> yep. what does that mean? And it's like, well, if well, if they're reporting on me liking a photo for Lamar Jackson. Are they also reporting me liking the photo of the big booty model that is all that that <laughs> that, 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 that is also on Instagram? And the answer is yes. That yes, they are. So it, it's you. You just have to be hyper aware. I remember when uh, I, I I'm I'm a Los Angeles guy. I'm a lifelong Laker fan. I I remember when um, Larry Nance Jr. was drafted to the Lakers. And people went back and found his tweets, old tweets about Kobe. And, and they're like, and now they're teammates. All right. Like, it, it's just something that you kind of have to, there is a learning curve. And, and hopefully we're getting countless examples now, whether it be, you know, Kevin Hart can't host the Oscars or Zion Williamson's personal life gets trotted out in front of everyone i i love that your school did that though uh do i call you gojo how do i do junior and senior i just that that way yeah Yeah. uh, honestly and the gojo thing you'll appreciate this as someone who is a friend of the dan levitard show that came from those guys because i went down to do shows with them and me and mike ryan were both mics in the room and it's like well he's the mike whose house this actually is so they need another thing so yeah junior senior works it's 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 all the same i've been called way worse 
<laughs> yeah, on on said social media. So, yes, or, yeah, or or by his coaches. So yeah, yeah. the uh, <laughs> social media. It's interesting now. Ta- if we're talking about the generational divide, like with the draft coming up. I saw Brandon Miller got interviewed and they asked him about the LeBron Jordan debate. And he said, LeBron's not my goat. That's Paul George. And it made me realize that I think we've gotten to a point now where I don't think kids coming up even know that GOAT is an acronym anymore. I think they just think <laughs> it means their favorite player because it sounds like that's what he was saying. I'm praying to any God that will listen that that's what he's saying because if yeah. he actually thinks that, that might somehow jump to the top of the list of questions about drafting him at that spot. Right. Oh, And, and it's like and, – and we've gone through it to where GOAT used to mean scapegoat. It's the person that, yeah. You, yeah. that, that you blame people – now, now, greatest of all time, and, and it's either it, it, it's funny, Junior, because I was thinking that it's either that or now these kids are so social media savvy where he goes, "I'm gonna say something stupid Man. and it's gonna trend, and then I've got all the attention, and now I could build my brand or whatever that is." They've 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 seen the playbook of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, and now they're just like. I'm going to say something absolutely ridiculous because I know people will be outraged about it. And thankfully, the thing that he says that's absolutely ridiculous is a, is a sports take that has little to no consequence in the real world. It's not, you know, someone on a news channel saying like, yeah, we should totally blame these types of people for this thing where an, where an audience might do something horrible because of it. So I'm hoping he's crazy like a fox or like you say, he doesn't know what goat actually means. Cause if he's actually a, a, a basketball player, that's going to be in the NBA and thinks that Jordan and LeBron are nothing compared to PG three. Uh, wow. We we've got, we're going to have some problems there. I mean, that is a monster. Wow. That that's, that that's just unbelievable to I, think. About. I do so, like the idea that he'd be trying to get on Paul George's podcast now though, because podcast P <laughs> is sort of doing well. So maybe this is just him fishing for the invite. We'll see if this ends up being a chestnut checkers move, dad. Well, in that case, start saying nice things about Draymond green Draymond yeah. or, or, or say, say Matt Barnes is the goat. Cause he's got a good podcast. Like why, like why not just throw oh, all that stuff out man. there like try to get on, so I mean that that's what I did. I always talked about how handsome the uh, Golic fa- family was, and now look at me. Look here, at that. Here I am. Look at how quickly we got you on, right? To yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. We we certainly are in the hot take society. There's no doubt about it. But I want to ask you because so many greats have played there, and you're a Laker fan. Who yeah. in your mind is the all-time mm-hmm. greatest Laker? See, for me, Magic Johnson. Yeah, he's Mr. Laker, uh, the t- the titles, the charisma, the energy he brought to that city, the 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 perfect player at the perfect time to you. You, you can't have anyone else and have showtime. It, it, it doesn't happen. Uh, Kobe's number two. But man, uh, to me, it, it, it's just got to be magic. And you can tell me that Kobe's the better overall player. I'll believe it. Uh, you show me the numbers, absolutely. But it's like Jeter over A Rod. Yeah, A Rod statistically yeah. is the better baseball right. player. But Derek, you're not going to put him on the Yankee Mount Rushmore over Derek Jeter. And then A Rod was better at shortstop, but they moved A Rod right. to third because Jeter's there, and Jeter's Mister Yankee. He's the captain. 
He is he is the the face of that franchise, and I kind of feel like that's a fair comparison with Magic and Kobe. Where yeah, Kobe's probably the better player, but Magic Johnson, he he, I mean, and he's had every job in the Lakers since, whether he wanted it or not. He was coach when he didn't want to be coach. He was GM when he didn't want to be GM. Uh, he has the famous meme of him shaking his face. He's going, I'm not going to be here. Like, it is, it, the, the fact that he's remained in the city, remained uh, remained a Laker, now owns a part of the Dodgers, uh, to, me, to, me, to me it's Magic Johnson. It is pretty amazing, like you said. He is so charismatic that he was able to overcome that. He literally walked out on the job at the organization that loved him and he loved yeah. in return, and he is still a beloved figure in the entire Lakers community and fan base. So a quick Magic Johnson story, okay? And I don't know if you guys can quote-unquote turn it off, but there are times when I should have turned it off as a comedian that I do that I cannot turn off. Oh, no. If the joke is there, I have to make it. <laughs> so uh, through an L.A. radio station that you may be familiar with out here, Junior, uh, K- uh, K-Rock, mm-hmm. um, they, they get me to go – on the Lakers red carpet. This is the year where they had Dwight Howard, uh, Steve Nash, Kobe, um, and there was the fourth. There was like a fourth that mm, I, uh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, oh, uh, it's just Pau Gasol, of course. Sorry, Pau. Oh, okay, so that guy. So yeah, Pau, Nash, Dwight, and Kobe. So I'm on the red carpet and I'm interviewing them. Uh, Dwight Howard grabbed the microphone from me, held it near his penis. That was awkward. Uh, and then you had, uh, Paul Gasol, uh, who was just a sweetheart, like bent over. And I'm like, pow, this is probably hurting you. Stand up, please. He's like, no, I'll bend over for you. I'm like, I'm a fan. I want you to be in good health. <laughs> so, please, no. <laughs> so then Magic Johnson can, can, comes in. I'm born in 84. Lakers have been my team. I used to fall asleep listening to Chick Hearn call games. So meeting Magic Johnson is one of those holy crap moments for me where I've got to get it together and realize that I technically have a job to do at that moment. And I start listing his career accomplishments, saying you've done this, you've done this, you've done these many MVPs, the championships, the awareness, the uh, stuff you've done in the community in terms of your charity, in terms of starting businesses and the black communities that are like truly revolutionary and social justice, and now you're part of the Dodgers. And then I stop and I go, what's it like to be the world's greatest human. And he gives a very thought out, well answer. And, but he ends it with, and if I could do it all over again, I would not change a thing. And me as the comedian. Oh I, no. <laughs> no. See, you guys see it coming. No. The smart thing would have been for me just to just go, you're right. Thanks, Magic. But I had to go. But I had, but I stopped and went. Not one thing. Not one. <laughs> not one. <laughs> I've got one. I like you know what I know about your life. I got one thing that I could possibly say that you may have wanted to happen differently. But what did he say? Uh, I I think that I think then a PR person grabbed oh. him and just started moving him off. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was like 
I said, not one thing. And he goes, I'm good. And he starts like walking away. So listen, you said what everybody who was listening to that thought. There is no doubt about it because we hear that all the time. Oh, I have no regrets. I wouldn't ta- change one thing. I find that hard to believe that not in everybody's life, there isn't at least one thing you might change. And with magic, it's plastered all over the walls of what you possibly would change. So, oh. so, so I, I got to ask you, I, I've talked about this so many times on air when, when an athlete does something bad on the field or, or, or something doesn't go the way. I've always said, I will always remember the worst plays over the best plays. Always. Yes. They, they, they stick out of my mind. So yeah. I have to, I have to ask you do, doing standup. What, yeah. What's the one that bombed the most? What's oh. what's the joke or the situation that bombed the most? These are the stories that late <laughs> night at the comedy store we pass around. We don't like to pass around. Same thing. What you said. We don't go like, oh, it was this theater. It was it, it was electric standing ovation. <laughs> you know, I got carried off on 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 a chair. Like, no, it's not that. It's where did you bomb the worst? And that's what we all talk about. And me comes very easy, very quickly. Um, this was, I had just started headlining, but I wasn't headlining every weekend. Now I'm out almost every weekend. This, I, so, and I wasn't getting paid uh, that much. I was making a living, but uh, someone wrote to me on social media and said, hey, we're a big fan. We've seen your show. Uh, we would like you to do stand-up comedy at our wedding. We would like you to stand up at our wedding. And I said, absolutely not. And they said, we'll pay you whatever that was. And I said, well, okay. Said, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, where, 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 where are you getting married? And uh, thankfully it was in town. So it's, it, it goes, they, they tell me it goes, best man, maid of honor, you, and then other proceedings. And I go, Cool. I get a couple of opening acts. Awesome. They'll get the and they're they're gonna stink. And then I'll come in and have real jokes. It'll be great. And I asked. I got information about the couple. I wrote some original bits. Um, the maid of honor goes on best man speech. I don't remember the maid of honor speech. Well, it starts off with her saying, "Well, we all know that uh, the elephant in the room is that." We're so sorry that mom passed away a week ago. So that is, and that's what she does. And she gives a wonderful speech, a tribute to her mother. Oh, and it goes for about 10 minutes. Just not a dry eye in the house. And I'm crying, but for a different reason. I know that I have to follow this. And she's and she ends it with, I know she's looking down and, and she sees how beautiful you look in your dress and blah, blah, blah. Here's to mom and here's to you. And it's just the, the most amazing speech ever. And then, guys, there's times when I embellish certain stories. There are times when I exaggerate for comedic effect. I will now give you the exact words that were used after let's raise a glass to mom. Okay. The exact words, nothing is added. Nothing is taken away. They go, all right, let's raise a glass to mom. Cry, tear, clink, sip. 
And now the comedy of Brad Williams. <laughs> no intro. No, hey, we're going to try something new. Not we're going to lighten anything up. It's just, and now the comedy of Brad Williams. And I proceeded to lay the biggest egg on a, the planet. More oh. than an ostrich egg. More than a dinosaur egg. This was the bomb of bombs. And I am trying. I am trying all the tricks. Uh, I, like my, my jokes were just not hitting. People were shaking their heads. My, my friend had told me a couple of jokes that he had used in a best man speech. And I'm like, sure, a-hole. Like, I'm going to do that. I tried those. <laughs> I tried I, everything. Oh. It was it was the whole, like, all right, uh, all right, bride, put your hand on the table. Uh, guy, groom, put your hand on top of her hand. Hold her hand. All right, you're married now, so that's the last time you'll have the upper hand. Ha, 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 ha. Bomb. Oh. Just nothing. 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 Oh. And uh they so and then they came to me after the the the, the set. I'm like, well, I need to obviously quit my job. I need, to, <laughs> I need to, you know, apply at Target now and just see if I can get in there. Um and the the bride and groom were like, Oh man, we loved it. We loved your stuff, we loved what you did. And I'm like, well, your audience wasn't. And go, yeah, we didn't even tell them that you were going to be doing stand-up. I'm like, that would have been very helpful. Oh, God. Oh, man. (laughs) I I mean, he capped you at every step of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a part where you said, thinking I'm going to cut this short? Or what's it like when you're up? Because I know what it's like when I get knocked flat on my ass. Because the first thing I think about is, shit, that neck tomorrow, that's going to look horrible on film. So yeah. that's what goes through my mind. So what's going through your mind? It's like, oh, Man. my God, do I need to cut this thing short? So when you're when you're bombing, many things go through your head, you know? Uh, the fact that I uh, dropped out of USC with one, ye- with, with, with one year to go uh, to do stand-up comedy, that definitely enters your brain. Um to be fair, I was I was majoring in communications. We didn't lose a cancer cure, everybody. I was trying to do your guys' jobs. That's, that was, and you still somehow uh, wound up here. So how much did you really need the degree? Exactly. Tell that to my mom. Um, so anyway, so but like when I'm bombing, like back in when I bombed for the wedding, that was a panic. That was a sheer panic and yes there are thoughts of like well i'm just gonna tap out but then uh now my thought is i gotta figure this out i gotta there's a way there's an answer here my comedic heroes there there's a there's a a a video of bill burr that went viral and kind of launched him to this next level of career that he's in right now bill's always been funny but this is how a lot of people got to know him um is he's bombing in philadelphia and Rather than acknowledge the bomb, he starts talking shit to the audience and he keeps saying, I'm going to stay up here for the full 10 minutes. There's seven minutes left. You're, 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 you're going to have to listen to me. Rocky, not that good of a movie. Like he, like, it, it, he's, he's right. And, and he starts turning the audience. And by the end of it, they're all for him. And I think about that. So, and this is a, Perfect example, uh, perfect question you ask because of what happened literally this past weekend. 
This past weekend, I'm at the club Stand Up Live, which is in Phoenix, Arizona, which is a wonderful comedy club, very professional, uh, great food, great atmosphere, amazing staff. I love that club to death. While I'm on stage, about halfway through my set, the fire alarm goes off. And at first, I'm like, all right, couple of jokes, whatever. And then like, it'll, it'll, someone, someone will turn it off. Right. No one turned it off. No, no one's turning off. I get a note from uh, someone in the staff saying, hey, uh, there's no fire, but this is all over the block. Like the whole block of, of downtown Phoenix, all the fire alarms are going off for some weird reason. But just, you know, you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this work. And I made, I stayed on stage. Guys, that fire alarm went off. They timed it. 23 minutes oh, 23 wow. minutes but i stayed on stage and i would start i told the audience like hey this sucks but we could just leave and you guys go home and you wasted your money on your babysitters or we can stay and make this shit work and the <laughs> audience was so good i was timing jokes so the punchlines would hit in between the sirens. <laughs> That's a pro right there. Oh, oh my God. It's man. the hardest I've ever had to work on stage. And for so long. Because there's only so much. Like after the ninth fire alarm joke. It's like we get it. Like there, <laughs> I had to move on. And uh, but man. That was a, that was a crazy show. I, I ended up doing about an hour and a half. I usually do about an hour. Uh, and yeah. The audience was just amazing the whole time. And now. They have a story. They have a story that they will never forget. They'll say, because I was at another show. Man, I've had so many of these. Uh, I was at another show in Hartford, Connecticut, uh, at the Hartford Funny Bone, where there was a blackout in the middle of the show. All the mic went dead. Everything went dead. So I had the audience take out their phones, hit their flashlights so they could still see me, and then I would just scream my jokes. And finished my set and to this day people come up to me like i was at the blackout show and <laughs> it's awesome it's a memory so now i'll have people coming up to me for the rest of my career around arizona they were like i was at the fire alarm show my oh, god that's great all right well you know what uh, now i have to say this psa Everyone, check out bradwilliams.comedy.com to get tickets out on tour right now. And if you're at the show, you're going to be at the Blue Note in Hawaii this weekend. I saw nobody oh. pull the fire alarm this weekend, for the love of God. Please. We don't need to force a memory. Brad will yeah. make it for you <laughs> yeah. this weekend. It's a it's a good show. I'm, I am I like my current show. It's, it's great. The fans seem to like it. I don't need help. I don't need an incident. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes. So, yes, I'm in Hawaii this weekend. That's my reward for having to deal with the 25-minute fire alarm. Uh, but, yes, please, uh, starting in July, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm moving in, into theaters. So we're going to Mobile, Alabama. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to Boston. We're going to New York. In, in many of these markets, uh, the, er the early show is already sold out. So now we're selling out the later ones. So, uh, yeah, please, please get your tickets. And, uh, yeah, uh, don't. Fine, I'll 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 cover the entertainment. We don't need we don't. I, I don't know. You guys see that concert the other day? I don't know. I don't know the artist because I'm over 35. But a, a, a cell phone was through thrown the phone. At her. Dude through the phone. He said he said I thought I wanted to be part of the show and I thought it would be funny. I said, Are you kidding me? What an idiot, yeah. Junior? Did you see this? No. Oh yeah. 
There's an oh wow, senior. Yeah, you know Woo! pop culture. Junior's yes, not am. plugged in at all. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, there. Uh, I I don't know the singer. That like like I said, I'm old. Uh, so, but she's on just on stage, and some dude chucks a phone and it nails her right in the face, and and she had to go get stitches afterward. It was horrible. And but like yeah, he said he wanted to be a part of the show, and he thought it'd be funny. And it's just like, oh, gee, like, guys, we're good. Yep. You know, like, that's the kind of narcissism that we live in. Someone could go to a, a show that has pyro, lights, sing, like, all the instruments, choreography, and goes, it needs something. It still needs something. Let me tell you what, someone, someone should have made dude stand there and whip a phone right back into his face and see how he liked it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Eye for, eye for an eye material there. So this is a fully cooked show. It needs no extra seasoning. <laughs> Brad, we appreciate your time today, man. We'll have to have you back here soon. Enjoy the show this weekend, and we're praying for no fire alarms. We're praying for no fire alarms. I mean, when I was on the Lebertard show, they experienced a blackout the day I was there. Oh, so wow. This might be a trend. Maybe there's a dwarf special power that I'm not aware of <laughs> where I just walk into the room and things short circuit. Forgive the pun. Yo, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, something, something happens. Yeah. I was at the Levitard show. They had a blackout. I went to the Marlins game the next night. They had a blackout at the Marlins game. And then the fire alarm goes off at my show. There might be a trend here. Wow, there might might be you. Yeah. yeah. Don't 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 invite me to your open heart surgery. Boom. Money in the bank.